Welcome to the Effortless English Podcast. Today's episode continues the Homeless in Athens article. Today's title, Homeless in Athens, Part 1B. The bathroom situation was not nearly so sublime. Mostly I managed with public bathrooms. Restaurants, stores, and libraries took care of my needs. When necessary, I ducked behind a tree or into an alley. Again, I was far more fortunate than many of Athens' homeless population. Generally, I had a clean-cut appearance and never had trouble using public bathrooms. Many homeless people, especially those who have been living in hard conditions for a long time, have become ragged in appearance and suffer a great deal more discrimination than I. They are refused access to bathrooms in restaurants or businesses and must often resort to the outdoors. Using the outdoors carries risk as it is illegal. So, a homeless person faces police harassment and a ticket for satisfying a basic bodily function. Most homeless people will tell you that sleep, more than food or clothing or elimination, is their most difficult challenge. They are chronically sleep-deprived, subject to terrible conditions at night, biting insects, harassment from drunks, police checks, rain, noise, and extremely uncomfortable beds. I fared better than most, but rarely got a good night's sleep. My bunk was narrow, only two feet wide, and the plywood was hard, though certainly an improvement over the cement sidewalks that some use. At night, I covered the windows of the Nissan with burlap curtains for privacy. Mosquitoes plagued me relentlessly. I'd lie awake in the windless heat and listen to them buzzing in my ears. I rolled and turned and swatted at my arms and legs, unsure if I was feeling bites or imagining them. At times, I sealed myself under a blanket to avoid the bugs, but this cut off air circulation, and I was soon sweating and panting and miserable and still could not sleep. Every night, this was my choice, between unbearable heat or biting bugs. When I finally drifted off to sleep, I was often woken up by drunks, usually around 2 a.m. when the bars emptied. They never noticed or bothered me directly, but their shouts and fights and broken bottles jarred me from sleep, and I had great difficulty drifting off again. For the first few months, my own paranoia made it worse. I was terrified of being discovered, of being harassed or assaulted by violent, drunken hordes. Such were my fears, but they never materialized. My threats were far more domestic. Sleep deprivation was by far my worst enemy. In six months, I did not have a single good night's sleep. Often I'd curse my car, the heat, the bugs, and the drunks, yet I was grateful too. My cramped home was far better than what many homeless people have. Many lack any sort of roof and must try to survive on benches or sidewalks. The sidewalk is a killer. The cement sucks the heat from your body, even on the hottest of nights. You find yourself simultaneously chilled from below and heated from the air above. You awake from the sidewalk aching and sore, as if you'd suffered a light beating. In the car, I had privacy. I was never directly assaulted or disturbed. But on sidewalks and benches, there is none. Passing drunks yell at you or throw things at you. Police wake you and tell you to move on. Store owners insult you. Rarely can you get more than a couple hours of rest, fitful and wary. More than they are hungry or sad or cold, most homeless people are bone-tired. 
Despite deep fatigue, every day I woke up soon after sunrise. The sun turned my car into a solar oven. Groggy and sore, I rolled out of the bunk, took down the curtains, and drove to a park. Athena and I would walk for an hour or so to stretch our bodies and work out the aches, and then I'd find a soft spot under a tree and take a nap. These naps helped a great deal. They were far more restful than my bug-infested nights. Somewhat rested, I'd feed Athena and cook my breakfast in the parking lot, a package of instant oats. I'd then make my way to the library to check email and work on my blog, www.effortlessacquisition.blogspot.com. There is, in fact, a large community of homeless bloggers who use free access to library computers to record their experiences on the streets of America. The most famous of these is The Homeless Guy, a man who has been chronically homeless for 20 years. The homeless guy suffers from severe clinical depression. He has, at times, had jobs in housing, but loses them when the worst of the depression kicks in. Most of the time, he lives in shelters or on the street. He uses his blog to tell his story and to advocate for dignified treatment of all homeless people. www.thehomelessguy.blogspot.com The diversity and the quality of these homeless blogs is astounding and certainly challenges the stereotype of lazy and inarticulate beggars. After a few hours at the library, I would return downtown. For the price of coffee, I rented a seat outside Blue Sky Coffee Shop, where I'd sit for long hours. I watched the businessmen hustle and the students scurry off to class. There I'd sit, reading, scribbling, sketching, and it was there that I gained a bigger window into Athens' homeless life, for I was often joined by others who'd scrounge a cup of coffee and join me. This is how I met Mike. Okay, that completes part 1B. Uh, let's uh, go over some of the vocabulary. Lots and lots of uh, challenging vocabulary in this one. I won't be able to get to all of it, but try to get to some of it. Okay, we start the first sentence. The bathroom situation was not nearly so sublime. Sublime, uh, we had that in the last podcast. And again, it's, it's something that is uh, kind of a small pleasure, something small and pleasurable. So the bathroom situation, living homeless, was not very pleasant. Uh, in that same paragraph, I say, when, in, when necessary, I ducked behind a tree or into an alley. To duck behind, it has the idea of bending down and hiding behind something. So if I needed to go to the bathroom, maybe I would hide behind a tree and go use the bathroom. Or sometimes I went into an alley. An alley is a very small street usually between buildings, and uh, usually people don't drive through it very much. Uh, mostly people park cars or something in an alley. Okay, the next sentence says, I was fortunate that many of Athens' homeless, more fortunate than many of Athens' homeless population, meaning more lucky. Fortunate means lucky. Generally, I had a clean-cut appearance and was not troubled. A clean-cut appearance means a neat appearance. So clean cut has the idea of someone with short hair. Uh, if you're a man, short hair, uh, clean shave, you know, a good close shave. Uh, your, your clothes look nice and neat. So I look clean cut. Um, many homeless people don't look clean cut. Um, and I say later, many homeless people 
living in hard conditions, meaning hard situations, become ragged in appearance. Ragged means kind of uh, messy and worn out and dirty. And uh, they suffer a great deal more. Great deal more means a lot more. So they suffer a great deal more discrimination than I. Um, discrimination means bad treatment. Um, and so they, most homeless people, they got more bad treatment than I did. I did not look homeless. Um, homeless people are refused access to bathrooms. Access means to be able to use something or to be able to go into a place. So they could not have access. They could not go in to bathrooms. Um, so they, they had to resort to the outdoors. To resort to something means, um, means you do something, but it's not your first choice. You really don't want to do it. So, for example, a homeless person probably, their first choice, they want to use a public bathroom, a clean bathroom. But since they cannot do that, they resort to using the outdoors. It's their, you know, it's, it's maybe their second choice. Okay, uh, most people tell you, most homeless people tell you that um, more than food or clothing or elimination, elimination is a polite word for using the bathroom, peeing, you know. Um, they are, most homeless people are chronically sleep deprived. Chronically means continuously, means something that happens all the time. Um, and sleep deprived, to be deprived means to not have something or to not have enough. So sleep deprived means not enough sleep. So most homeless people, they never have enough sleep. They're chronically sleep deprived, always without sleep. And they're subject to, if you're subject to something, it means something happens to you. Uh, or it means it's possible for something to happen to you. So they're subject to terrible conditions at night. It means terrible conditions happen to them. You know, bugs bite them, people harass them. Um, later I, I mentioned, I fared better than most. That, that phrase, I fared better, to fare better means to do better. So I was lucky, I was in my car, so I fared better. I, was, I had a better situation, I did better. At night, I covered the windows of the Nissan, my car, with burlap curtains. Burlap is a kind of, uh, like, thick cotton cloth. Um, they make sacks. They make, like, bags from this. Like, for, for potatoes, for food bags. Not, not nice bags, usually. They're, it's a really rough and thick kind of cloth. Um, I mentioned when I was sleeping that mosquitoes plagued me relentlessly. Plagued, to plague someone, means to bother them all the time. So I would, mosquitoes bothered me all the time. And relentlessly means uh, something or someone that never quits, never stops. So the mosquitoes never stop. They never quit. They always were bothering me constantly. And I, I would be sleepy, trying to sleep, but, I, but they were buzzing in my ears. And buzzing just means to make this, this, that buzz sound. So, bzzz. If something makes that sound, we say it is buzzing. So mosquitoes, they fly near your ear, and they bzzz, they're buzzing. 
Um, I mentioned, I said that I rolled and I turned and swatted at my arms and legs. To swat means to hit or to hit at. So I tried to hit my legs to kill the mosquitoes. Um, sometimes I went under my blanket and uh, tried to hide from the mosquitoes, but this cut off circulation. Circulation means air movement. It means the air is moving around. So we use this to describe when air moves in a room or in a house or in this case in my car. So it means the movement of air. And I said soon I was sweating and panting. Panting is uh, what dogs do when they're hot. It's that kind of <laughs> right? Their, their tongue is hanging out. That's panting. So of course I'm being a little funny here, uh, but I was, I was very hot. Okay, when I finally drifted off to sleep. To drift off to sleep means to go to sleep slowly. So you're laying in bed and little by little you fall asleep. Little by little you go to sleep. Uh, when you go to sleep like that very slowly, we say drift off to sleep. Okay, I said, but I had a problem. Drunk people would wake me up and they often jarred me from sleep. Jarred means to shock. It, it, ha it, 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 it can have the idea of someone pushing you or shaking you, but in this case it just means the sound. It shocked me. It surprised me and woke me up. So the sound of the fights and the broken bottles jarred me from sleep. Um, and another problem I had was paranoia. My paranoia made it worse. Paranoia is fear. Very, very strong fear. Uh, it's, and usually it's not rational. It's not, it, it's not really true. It's not reasonable. Paranoia means you're afraid of everything and you think everyone wants to hurt you, but really they don't. And I was paranoid. I was afraid someone would assault me, that I would be assaulted by drunk people, by groups of drunk people. And assaulted means attacked, means hit physically hurt. Uh, I, I was afraid I'd be assaulted by violent, drunken hordes. A horde is a large group of people. And horde has the idea of violent, a large, violent group of people. But I said, uh, my fears never materialized. If something materializes, it happens. So my fears never happened, right? What I was afraid of never happened. Okay, in the next paragraph, I talk about my I was lucky because my cramped home, if something is, my cramped home was better than what most homeless people have. Uh, cramped means very crowded, or in this case, very, very tiny and small. Um, because when people sleep on the sidewalks, when homeless people sleep on the sidewalks, they're usually aching and sore when they wake up. Aching and sore, they're different kinds of hurt. So if you are aching, it means you're hurting, your muscles hurt. Not, not really strong, but a little bit they hurt. I mentioned that um, most homeless people, and myself also, that my sleep was very fitful. Fitful means, uh, it means not good. If, you, if your sleep is fitful, it means you kind of wake up during the night, and then you go back to sleep, and then you wake up again, and then you go back to sleep. We call that fitful sleep or fitful rest. Um, and I mentioned that most homeless people are bone-tired. This is a kind of slang. Bone-tired, if you say, I am bone-tired, it means very, very, very tired. Super-tired. 
bone tired. And in the next sentence I say, despite deep fatigue, I woke up early every, every morning. Fatigue means, uh, again, it means tiredness, tiredness. Uh, and I mentioned that I would be groggy and sore. Groggy means sleepy. So if you're groggy, you're sleepy. And often it means, you know, you, maybe you did not sleep enough, and so you feel groggy. Your mind is, your brain is not working very well. Okay, in the next paragraph, I talk about uh, that I would work on my blog. I would go to the library and work on my blog. A blog, blog is short for web log. Many of you probably know this, but um, a blog is a kind of website. It's kind of like a, an internet diary. So my blog is Effortless Acquisition, blogspot.com. Um, many people have blogs. Many of you probably have blogs. Uh, I mentioned that the homeless guy, this is a famous homeless guy, and a homeless person, and he has uh, a blog, and he also suffers from severe clinical depression. Clinical, when we use it in this, we're talking about mental health, clinical has the idea of medical, okay? So he's not just a little bit sad. It means there's something happening with his brain or his body that makes him very, very depressed sometimes. Um, and I mentioned that sometimes he would have jobs, but when the depression kicks in, he would lose his job. Kicks in means to start. Okay, so if depression kicks in, it means the depression starts, or it starts working. Um, I mentioned that the homeless guy, he uses his own blog to advocate for other homeless people. To advocate for means to fight for. To fight for someone else, usually someone else who is weaker than you are, someone else who needs help, you advocate for them. Uh, Amnesty International advocates for human rights, for example. Um, and I said that uh, you know that the homeless guy uh, shows that beggars are not inarticulate or lazy. Inarticulate means you cannot speak well, you cannot communicate intelligently, clearly. That's inarticulate. The opposite of that word is articulate, and that means uh, good communication skill. It means you communicate very well. And it's an adjective. Um, the final paragraph. I mentioned, finally, I would go to the coffee shop and sit and relax, and I'd watch the businessmen hustle. Hustle means to hurry. So I watched the businessmen. They were always hurrying and running. And I watched the students scurry off to class. Scurry off to class means run to class. They would kind of run quickly to their classes. Um, and when I was sitting there, I met some homeless people and talked to other homeless people, and I gained a bigger window into Athens' homeless life. To gain a bigger window into something. That's, you got to know the whole phrase here. Gain a bigger window into some situation. It means that you get a better understanding. So you can imagine a big window, and you can look through the window, and you can see what life is like on the other side. So in my case, I got a better understanding of how homeless people live. I, got a better, I gained a bigger window into homeless life. And the final word for today is scrounge. I mentioned I met other homeless people who would scrounge a cup of coffee and join me. 
Scrounge is, uh, means to find something, to get something, but it has the idea that it's hard to get. You know, you don't have very much, you're very poor, and you manage to get just some little small thing. So that means scrounge. You find some little small thing. Okay, that is, that is it for today's podcast. We are finished. Uh, this article has several more parts, and I'll be adding them throughout the week this week. Thank you for joining me. Also, one more note. My website for students, effortlessenglish.com, will be ready in one more week. In this time next week, maybe five to seven days, that website will be ready, and I will give you more information at that time. Okay, have a good day, and see you next time.